Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. When you have a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. This past weekend for Mother's Day, I'm treating my wife while grilling. I'm treating myself with a Miller Lite. Miller Lite, it just tastes right. Whether it's barbecue season or just celebrating a regular day with burgers and dogs, with a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. I think all of us together couldn't tackle our next guest, but I'd like to try. He's a former MVP. Now he has a uh, great show. It's Cam's YouTube channel. It's called Fourth and One. Say hello to the former NFL MVP, Cam Newton. Can we get a shot of the back of the shirt? Game changer, game manager. That's fantastic. I like that. All right. Might as well. There you go. Yeah. Game changer, game manager. How much do you spend on clothes each year? Uh, I thrift. You do? I'm an avid thrift shopper. I like that. I uh, figured out a long time ago I've made a lot of people money. And I only wear it once, so I figured if I just take that same metrics and, and spend cheaper coin on it, okay. I won't feel so bad. But plus, when you wear it, certain people, when they wear something, it just looks better. Ooh. So people will think you spent a lot of money, and you, you probably didn't. You just kind of no. piece it all together. Almost all this was given outside of the... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, the last time I think you were with us, this was uh, Arizona. And uh, you look at that picture. I uh, think we have you here. Look at that kid. Yeah. Look at that. Look at clean cut. Who is it? Like, are That's you... a guy you could take home to mom. <laughs> you could. <laughs> it's like a picture day. Yeah. What about this guy, though? Take him home to your grandma. <laughs> Did you ever want to act? Uh, no, sir. I, I think behind the scenes, I had more enjoyment in, in kind of doing. Um, but the level of commitment, and my girlfriend, she's an actor. So it's like I see what she does, and I'm like, nah, that's not me. There's so much downtime on a movie set. Right. And because I've done a lot of Sandler movies, and you're there, and then you wait. You could wait six, seven hours. For sure. And then you do. 60 to 90 seconds on camera, and then your day is done. Mm. Couldn't do it. Too boring. Yeah, I can say the same. Yeah. And, but the call times <laughs> yeah. are, are what you're speaking on is, is a long time. But when you think about acting, not, it's not the acting per se, but reciting lines is kind of similar to what quarterbacks do anyway. When you get a playbook, you have to be able to recite it very eccentric and, and to the T. You, you gotta to, memorize. You have to memorize it, right? So it's kind of similar, but not, you're not acting, you know, but uh, you have to recite lines. But have you acted when you played to try to draw, you know, a penalty? <laughs> like flop? Air nine day, no, you know? No, you never flopped? You never, like, Screamed like in agony when you really a couple times. Okay, a how, how does that sound though? Man, listen, it's a, it's a game inside the game. You got to play the game. Okay, but if I'm official and you get hit, 
Uh, <laughs> murder. No, that, that's too much. That, huh? That's too much. Uh, no, it's not enough. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not enough. I would always tease the guys, you know, in the quarterback uh, room. Anytime I got close to the sideline and anybody touched me, ball going to wear, <laughs> everything, just hands up, whatever. But, yeah. Eight years ago today, remember what you were doing? Mm, think so. I want to forget it, but okay. it's still there. How about before the game, that feeling of you're going to play in a Super Bowl? Right. What was it like? I just remember it, me being emotionally tired. It was so much that it's twice the media, twice the coverage, and I just kept thinking to myself, well, I just went to the podium the day before. Why do I got to go back? Also, the behind the scenes was making sure your family's here to, oh, to yeah. take on this moment. That's draining, too. Um, social media was a dynamic as this is now, and everywhere you look, that's the talk of the town. You can't go anywhere. Um, Plus, you were in a smaller market in Carolina. Then you go to the Super Bowl where everybody's at the Super Bowl. Correct. Yeah. Correct. But I just remember just being mentally drained, you know, over that whole week span. And really, it's like two weeks, too, because, you know, you practice. Well, in Carolina, we was practicing that whole week, the excitement of everything. And then by the time you play the game, that's just... Yeah, that's a whole nother story. Okay. When did you know you were in trouble in that Super Bowl? I never thought that we were in trouble. I just figured, because during that year, we just found ways to win. And I just figured that we were going to find a way to win. It wasn't pretty. We didn't have a lot of pretty games. But, you know, with, with the defense that we did have, with the offensive veterans that we did have, I just felt like we were going to yearn our way to, to a win, and it didn't happen. What advice would you give Brock Purdy this week? <laughs> I would tell him, uh, silence the noise. And just do what he's been doing. I think we have to stop this narrative that I do not like Brock Parody. That's not the case. I'm a fan of Brock Parody, right? And what he's been able to do has been wowing from a fan as well as a person who's played this game. But... I just call it how I see it. And I think what he's been able to do with getting guys the football has been something that we've seen um, a lot of people do, but not at this level. Okay, but you're doing your job, but then you could understand how it would feel on his end or other people listening that you're, you're assessing his, his talent or skill set. But he might view it if, if, if it's, you know, he's the 10th best player on his team. He is. Okay. And that's not a, that's not a, that's just the truth. We have to normalize the truth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that's, that's where we're having a problem with digesting in sports and media and everything. It's, it's the truth. I, I, it, it, but my a lot of athletes don't tell the truth. Correct. Because they're, you know, it's like a brotherhood here that quarterback and quarterbacks, we don't criticize each other. That's not, I'm not criticizing him. But it can come across that way. It could from a from an untamed ear. Okay. Like you would hear that and you'd be like, oh, Kim's bitter. No, it's, no, it's not. When you look at the, the 49ers rosters, that, that uh, assessment was garnered from people saying, Kim can't be serious. Brock Parity is a game changer. And that's what I'm saying to myself. I'm like, Yo, to be successful, you don't always have to be a game changer, right? So that's, that kind of transitioned into another stint where I said, hey, in order to be a game changer, you have to be the top tier of your team, right? Now, when I analyze the roster and I'm saying to myself, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Fred Warner, Trent Wood, Debo, George Kip, C-Mac. You know, you that's a lot of guys, but that's not to discredit what Brock has been able to do. And I think having platforms, people take sound bites, and this is a whole oh, sure. media is full of sound bites. Yes. And, uh, and the narrative has always been Cam's just mad that Brock is doing something. I want Brock to win. Like I said on my show, I don't think the world is ready for Taylor Swift to garner a Super Bowl. <laughs> 
what would that look like, right? Man. And 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 even even still then it's like, yo, I love Travis Kelsey. This is good for sports. This matchup is great for sports, right? So <laughs> I'm gonna have my popcorn ready. Okay, but game manager, maybe if we changed it to game commander, game CEO, game manager, I think now okay, help me understand this. Okay. Tom Brady, game manager? Yes. Okay. Elite. And that's what I said. To me it's a compliment if you know how to call a game. See see, it's like tears. Right? And I think this game has only had have on, has only seen four to potentially five game changers in the 2023-2024 season. Right. right? Aaron Rodgers, um, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen. Okay. Right? That's five. All right. So let's look at it through this lens. Game changer is at the top sphere of talent. Are you saying... Brock Parody is in that realm? No. Okay. So going back to my first thought was like, like we have to normalize the truth. I'm not, this is not coming from malice. This is not coming from hatred. Yeah. This is not coming from, there's times where I've said I've held myself to that same standard. I did not play my best football when I was forced to try to just be a game changer. No, Cam, just be a game manager. C-Mac is wide open. Hey, Greg Olson is wide open. DJ Moore, Steve Smith, these guys are wide. Just get them the ball. I was not able to do that. So the great ones have that ability to say, okay, the game is dictating me to manage the game. Okay, now when everything is covered, now I have to take it upon myself to impact the game, and that's what the game changers do to Um. Are you a Hall of Famer? You asked me. I'm coming again. I, maybe I didn't get the answer I wanted last time. No, maybe you're trying to just get some clickbait. Yes, yes. I know this. That's the media. I know this. That's the media. I just admire you. you. Too. Listen, listen. I, I admire you so much, and I, I, I remember having this conversation. And when you when you press that red button, thank you, Cam Bloom, and I just talked to my team and I said, oh my God, I just went to a school for media for dummies. Because <laughs> it was just so concise. There was never like this moment of, it was always like you got a, you had a bullet in the chamber. Bam, bam, bam. And I said, I gotta, I gotta get my reps up. I gotta, you know, so Dan Patrick, appreciate you to your quest, to your question. Uh, it's still this, I don't care. I, I, I think I, what I've been able to do to this game, my presence was felt, and subjective opinions doesn't necessarily matter to me, and that's what really it comes down to. But you don't think you're going to look at quarterbacks going in who played when you played and then go, man, I'm as good as him. Well, there's some quarterbacks that's still playing that I have that stain. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and what are their names again? <laughs> Golly, right? Yeah, right. Oh, you just love it. But uh, Patrick Mahomes and uh, just his soundbite. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think. Uh, what what do, do you do better than Patrick Mahomes? Humbly, nothing. And and, and you I'm run okay. better. Yeah, but. They don't even. Do you remember when Patrick messed his knee up? Yeah. Doing a quarterback sneak? Yeah. Have we ever seen him do it? Any of. Uh, just imagine a tush push with Patrick Mahomes. No. Andy Reid. Boy. Mm. Hey. No. It would be so many people calling for his head. <laughs> right? No, he I don't want he, that. He doesn't need to do that. I think I've seen him enough to know that they have this very strategic thing where they shift the uh, tight end, Travis Kelsey, and he will yeah. do the quarterback sneak, right? We've yeah. seen that, right? So and he's a former quarterback. He is. In college. And he's got the sports world in his palms right now. Yeah. But do you envy Travis Kelsey? No. <laughs> Man, dear United States of America, <laughs> <laughs> I would like to say, I, I don't just say one love for a re I love sports. People, like 
I went to school. I got my degree in sociology, the study of. Like, okay. I know why people. I'm so enamored of this evolving or this evolution of who Dan Patrick. That's what I enjoy most, right? Going back, the ESPN, pre-ESP, like all that, just to kind of see how you got to this point. So for me to have any hatred or envy to a person, no, I'm just, it's just me trying to say like, let's normalize truth. I can't imagine dating maybe the most famous, one of the most oh. famous people on the planet. Right? I mean, like, you know, when Janet Jackson was at her peak and you're dating her while you're playing football. Wait, did you date Janet Jackson while you... Who, me? Yeah. You're okay, Cam. Y'all got to stop this. Y'all got to stop this. No. No, I did not. Did you date somebody famous while you were playing? Uh, could I? No, I no, I know you could. Yes. Did of you? Of course you could. Of course you could. <laughs> no. No. Everything should not be uh, documented. No. Okay, just, fair enough. Um, I just didn't know if you, you dated somebody well, famous. I, so. I believe, answer this question, Mr. Patrick. All righty. You're going to put me on the spot here. When you talk about the relationship of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, mm -hmm. do you consider Taylor Swift Travis's girlfriend or is Travis Taylor's boyfriend? Travis is Taylor's boyfriend. Hold on, hold on. Say that again. Travis is Taylor's boyfriend. Okay. So Taylor Swift is the dominant personality. Uh, I don't know if the dominant personality, but well, that's more what, wide known. When, when you say known. that. Yeah. Like when Madonna dated somebody, it was Madonna dating somebody. Correct. Right? Now, Tom Brady with Giselle, that was equal footing. It's never equal. It's pretty close. It's never equal. It's pretty close. As you've married. Yeah. You know, there's times where you have to be 60, 40, 30, 70, yeah. 20, 80, 90, 10. Yeah. But 50, 50? <laughs> <laughs> I strive for 51, 49. 51, for yeah. good numbers. Sometimes it's 28 to 3, and then I'm trying to come back. And, Damn. And I, come on, DP. I didn't, I didn't mention the score in the Super Bowl against the Broncos. That's cool. Yeah, I could have done that. You could have. It would have been honest. That would have been. And I, had to, I would have had to accept it, right? Yeah. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the live crowd, too. Yeah. Elvis. And, and once again. Yeah. Auburn, Weagle Weagle. If I can help you with, you know, thoughts on your career and how to make yourself better, I'd be more than happy to Man, help. listen, I am... I think sports as a whole, media as a whole, is in this revolutionary time frame with this golden era of athlete-generated content. I say that every, every time I have a platform to say it. Yeah. The ones that get it, they get it. The ones that don't, they just don't. And I'm in the forefront to say, I don't think me being at ESPN will help me. I, think, I don't think me being at Fox will help me. That's not that I'm opposed to those opportunities. I'm just saying I'm a person who's, I would love to speak to you to say, like, what was the successes? Like, what's the state of media right now? What's sales, right? And I see your questions, but also it's a strategy behind certain things. And I I'm, think you're, what you're doing now makes more sense for you. Mm. I wouldn't put you at ESPN because it would dilute what you do. You got to make it original. You got to make it, you know, that people are going to get that instead of you're on seven shows. You don't want that. You want to well, stand alone. But last I, question for me. Okay. What's your true thoughts about Cam Newton? I would, I would need more time to tell you that. I would need more time. But that's a Euro step out of that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to, you know what? The next time you're on I would have went by Yama that one oh, and yeah. just got get that shot out of here. This guy right here is a dean of all deans. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. It's Cam Newton. By the way, it's fourth and one, and you can see more of it. It's the YouTube channel with Cam each and every Wednesday throughout the season. We'll take a break. We'll have Cam judge our uh, our passing form here coming up during the commercial break. <laughs> and I, you'll be honest, of course, I know you will. We'll take a break. We're back after this. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, gang, this is Jay Glazer, host of Unbreakable 
a mental wealth podcast. And every week we will have on leaders from sports entertainment like Sean McVay, Lindsey Vaughn, Michael Phelps, David Spade, Guy Fieri, and also those who can help us in between the ears. Anyone from a therapist to someone like Ed Milet or John Gordon. We've all been through some sort of adversity to get to the top. We've all used different tools. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer and Mental Wealth Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The original light beer, 1975. Miller Light. Yeah, the original. Yeah, 1975. Perfect companion for uh, us grill masters across the United States. This past weekend, even Mother's Day. I'm treating myself while I'm treating my wife for Mother's Day. Out there cooking, and I've got my Miller Lite, my friend, right there with me. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. It's, you can't debate it. I would try it. I would no, lose. you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great at it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. One of the members of our studio audience, Carol's a nurse, and she came up to look at Todd's injury. That was very sweet of her to do. Yes, it was. And it sounds like everything's good. No amputation. Don't need any shots. You, you don't were need... rooting for me to like lose my leg, though. I can't believe I'm working with you like over 20 years. You're like, hey, maybe it'll take your leg off. And you're going to limp home. But is that good content for the show? It's good content. I know deep down you, I don't think you would mean that, that you'd want me to. Uh... Stop being so selfish, Todd. <laughs> yeah, why don't you give back to the show? Lose a leg. Get got, back I to got the Carol's show. number in case this gets <laughs> That's not why you have Carol's number, dude. Yeah. That's, nobody's oh, yeah. between me and Carol. That's between me and Carol. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to know her about her bedside manner and not the bedside manner you're thinking. As in, you know what? Yeah. Place up in private. Yeah, you can't do that. I heard you say you have very good bedside manner. I did. I didn't mean anything. Like she had that business. Brett that- Musburger is a whole <laughs> gamer. Uh, and he's going to be busy this weekend. Uh, he's going to be uh, the countdown to kick off with Brent Musburger in the, uh, airing Sunday mornings at noon Eastern on Vizin, uh, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You can find out more VSIN.com. Let's welcome in Brent Musburger. Look at this. You've got a live audience. Oh, laddie. Holy laddie. Hi, buddy. Uh, we got the whole gang. Yeah, yeah, we oh, brought them all out. sponsored by Mercedes. Yep. Wow, that's great. We got wow. it all. Yeah, got to pay for this trip, Brent. Listen, how about this crowd? It's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah. If I would have told you 10 years ago we're having a Super Bowl in Vegas, you would have said what? I would have laughed. Yeah. How I did we get it. here? Well, the Supreme Court brought us here when they um when they legalize gambling on sports the nfl realizes we got to embrace this in some manner because otherwise it could get out of our control for example let me let me give you a prop 
you can't bet on this week, okay? The number of yellow flags that will be thrown, the NFL insisted with DraftKings, FanDuel, all the rest, and uh, we stay away from the officiating. And they agreed to do that. Otherwise, offshore, you were always able to bet how many penalties, how many holding calls, you know, things like that. So the NFL became part of it, and now gambling's a big sponsor. The other side of it is uh, Jerry Jones, the owner of the Cowboys, he helped Mark Davis get the Raiders in here. And then Mark Bedane, who was in working with the Raiders, built this beautiful stadium, Allegiant. And uh, the rest is history. Mark and Jerry lobbied the league, and, uh, and here we are with a Super Bowl in Las Vegas. What made the commissioner kind of uh, change his opinion? He was worried about the integrity of the sport. Yeah, I what think, has changed to ensure the integrity of the sport? I think you have to stay close with it. Now, and most of the betting, as, as your audience knows, because some of them do, you, you bet on your phones. You know, it's, it's all the apps that you go to. In the old days, we used to come out here and <laughs> my buddy Jimmy the Greek, we would go to the Barbary Coast <laughs> and stand in line at a window and I said, Greek, how come you always come to the Barbary Coast? He said, Brent, because in parlays, ties win okay so <laughs> so now now the greek and i we would you know we would just like i do i use the phone because i live here in las vegas and have the different apps with the casinos but and you know you're tracked i mean everybody everybody's yeah. got a cell phone yeah so you get ads that come your way based upon what you're looking at i mean uh, the technology is unbelievable tracks you where you are knows all things about you and so listen they know about every gambler who comes on board whether he's the twenty thousand dollar better or the twenty dollar better they what, know what's the most you bet on a football game on a single game and the Greek and I maybe five thousand okay yeah but that's back in the 70s that you bet five grand yeah when let's see that was in the 80s okay good story Yes. So, the Eagles, coached by Dick Vermeil, are playing the Raiders, owned by Al Davis. And you should know, I think I've told you about this before, the Greek and Al Davis were the closest of friends. I don't ever remember Jimmy coming on the NFL today without having talked to Al either on Saturday night or Sunday morning. You're getting the latest scoop, okay, around the league. So Al said to Jimmy... We were down in New Orleans, and he said, uh, Greek? You called him Greek. Greek? The Eagles aren't fast enough to stay with us. They don't have enough speed. And Al was a speed guy. That's what made the Raiders in the early days. So this is the Super Bowl. Ron Jaworski against the Raiders. Yep. Rod Martin. Rod Martin. Okay. You remember him? Yeah. All, and Jaws. Jaws, and yeah. So the Greek, the Greek came. Right. How much money can you raise? <laughs> okay, raise. I said, well, let me let me go around and see. So I, was, I think I was collecting five dollar bills from somebody that we get get together. And it was no contest. I mean, the uh, Raiders got it on top and uh, and took it home. And it was it was an easy. I think it was the biggest win of the Greeks' life. Uh, that sounds like insider trading, there, Brent. <laughs> what that does. Uh, you know, to that point. The integrity of the game, insider trading, that's why the NFL has always been the best of all the pro leagues about injuries. Injuries are critical yeah. information for betters, yeah. okay? I was asked by somebody yesterday, or I was over at Circa, at the VCN studio, and I was asked, how's Kittle's toe? I said, well, I'm assuming it's going to be okay because they have a... But we won't get our first injury report until today. Today is actually the first practice day. Uh, for the Niners and uh, the Chiefs. We're talking to Brett Musburger, the Hall of Famer. You've had this incredible career. Uh, you're part of the reason why I got in this business, because I saw what you were doing. I didn't know how to get there, but you were talking football. You had people on the set, and, and then you started hosting a lot of different things. But were you at the... Were you poolside with Joe Namath at the Fountain Blue in Miami yeah. when he made the prediction? Yeah, I sure was. Um, now, you're a reporter in Chicago. I am. Correct? Chicago's okay. American. Okay. 
afternoon paper owned by uh, the Tribune. It had been a Hearst paper, and the Chicago Tribune company bought it, so it was an afternoon paper, and I was there at Super Bowl three. And it's an amazing story because a group of us, Jerry Green was there from Detroit, Siberic, uh, from Dayton. So we got in our cars, and I think we took a couple taxis, actually. They were staying in Lauderdale. So we went up to the hotel, and in those days, today, if you try to go into the hotel, out of like, you're going to get stopped at the door. You're not going in to see anybody from the Chiefs or the Niners. But in those days, it was wide open. So we went to the bellman and asked him, you know, is there anybody around from the Jets? Say, hey, <laughs> Namath is out back by the pool. Bada bing. Out we go. There were people down. Like, he was so accommodating. There were, there were fans out there. there were, they had surrounded his lounge chair and um, getting his autograph and asking him about the game. And he was just stretched out enjoying the sunshine. And so about half a dozen of us went out there and interviewed him. Now, he actually made the promise that they were going to win uh, the night before at a dinner, at a gala, at a country club. That's where he first made it. Okay. All right. I was there with Dave Anderson for the New York Times and my wife. We went, we went out and had dinner, and he stood up. He said it kind of matter-of-factly, okay? I guarantee we'll win this game. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, you know, it, it later it sounded like it was braggadocio, but he didn't, he didn't express it that way. He just, okay, we're going to win. And, and away we, we spent uh, out there at poolside. There's the famous picture of us out there. <laughs> and well, we were out there for a good hour with him. And he finally went, had to go in for a meeting. But um, Joe was always great with fans. I mean, people even now, he lives down in Jupiter, Florida, when I lived down there, and people would stop him for his autograph and that. And but I wonder if the Jets don't win that game. What happens, what changes, if anything, in the NFL, well, AFL? I'm not so sure that the complete merger comes about, to tell you the truth. I, most important I game in history? I call it the most important okay. game in the history of what we now call the National Football League, okay? okay? Mm -hmm. The first game, which I covered as a writer, was in the uh, Los Angeles Coliseum. Chiefs were there, and they lost to Vince Lombardi and the Packers. Lombardi, he felt a lot of pressure, Dan, and he hid the Packers up in Santa Barbara. And he, he made it clear to all of us, stay away. We never talked to Lombardi before the game. Hank Stram? Come on. Let's have a cocktail in Long Beach. You know what I'm saying? He, he was... He was entirely. So Vince different. is worried that if they lost to the AFL, yeah. he he felt the pressure of the entire National Football League on his shoulders. And then we he later talked those. a long time about it. Yeah. And he said, he said it was the most pressure he'd ever felt going into a game. So all right, the NFL wins the first two. Okay, they they go down, and they win the second one, Packers, and that was Vince's last game when he beats the Raiders, last game as coach of the Packers. So then. We come to Super Bowl three, and because of what Vince had accomplished the first two years, uh, all the bookmakers out here made the Colts an 18-point favorite, okay? An 18-point favorite, okay? You talk about easy money if you were a Jets fan, okay? And you, and you knew Vinny down in the bar or something, you know what I'm saying? So uh, it, was, uh, it was stunning. Earl Morrill, Johnny Unitas, both quarterbacking the Colts, couldn't get it done. Uh, and, and the Jets won going away. And now suddenly that forces the hand. We've got to have a complete merger between the old AFL and the NFL. It is the most important game in the history of the league, bar none. I mean, it, it, that and the first one, because the Packers were able to uh, beat the Chiefs in Super Bowl one. We're talking to Brett Musburger, the Hall of Famer. The state of where we are, can you have too much football? It's a good question. Um, you know, we'll see what the ratings are with the uh, Spring League coming up, Dan. We'll, we'll watch and see what eyeballs. I mean, um, I'm as amazed as these folks are out here at uh, what Taylor Swift was able to accomplish with the ratings this year. I mean, like the fact that she's around or not, it's irrelevant. It, it has been great for the NFL. It has been... Uh, I, I can't believe how many youngsters now watch the games because of her they follow her mm -hmm. and it's a demographic that's been added to the league so certainly certainly what we've come through out of COVID in that um, 
I don't think so right now, not with the National Football League. And, and of course, the commissioner announcing on Monday that the Eagles are going to go down and be one of the, they'll be the home team in Brazil yeah. on that Friday. Now, that's another night, you know. Thursday will be the opening. The champion Sunday will, will host the game on Thursday. But then Friday, the Eagles will host the game down in Brazil. And then on Sunday, everybody will be in action, and there will be finally a game on Monday. One of our favorite moments, you were in the booth with Kirk Herbstreet, and Eminem came into the booth. <laughs> oh, I was so hoping he'd make it to the Super Bowl so we could have both he and Taylor Swift <laughs> sing the national anthem. You know, I just thought that was... <laughs> okay, how much did you know about Eminem when he came into the booth? I knew his name, and that was about it. Okay. okay. Wait, you kept calling him Mathers. Oh, yeah. Hey, Mathers. Mathers. Hey, Mathers. Mathers how are you, Mathers? Mathers. You, know, you know what was interesting? Mathers. Uh, he wasn't high. Now, everybody thinks he was because he came in, he's standing between Herb Street and me, and he was not familiar with the monitors, so he was looking at himself. And he kind of froze on the on the camera, and everybody came and said, "Oh, Brent, you had him and him on, and he was so hot." I say he wasn't, you know. He, <laughs> oh no, it was great. We laughed well, no, about now it. Now that you tell me that, because he's like looking, and his eyes are big, yeah, his and his eyes are huge, and he's looking at himself. Okay, he, did, he you know, because we've got the monitors there. I thought he was he was having he was kind of mocking you guys or like <laughs> no, messing would, with you guys. No, oh, not at all, not at all. But he, he could have been nicer, and also. He was he was a knowledgeable fan, you know, and I, and when you see him at the Lions games and that, uh, he knows what's going on out there. So he wasn't high, but you and Herb Street were high when you were doing the game. Is that? <laughs> Don't give away my secrets. These are my good friends out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you haven't done a gummy in a while, have yeah, you? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, we were wondering about a football Hall of Fame. Basketball has a basketball Hall of Fame. So you can be a great college player and go into the Basketball Hall of Fame, or great, you know, uh, right. you know then you, uh, or an NBA player. Football doesn't have that. Would you like to see a universal Football Hall of Fame? So Tim Tebow's in the Hall of Fame. Cam Newton is in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Johnny Manziel would be in the Hall of Fame because of what they did in college. Well, that's interesting. I, I, never, I never thought about it. And uh, because we have Canton yeah. for the NFL, yeah. and, and that's a... That's a wonderful Hall of Fame for football. For Are you in the NFL. Pro Football Hall of Fame? Not that I know of. I was on Gummy when I... You know. <laughs> <laughs> so contributions to the game. You started the pregame show. Yeah, that's an interesting story because... Um, Would you like me to write a letter on your behalf? I, I did this for John Facenda. Because I said it's a travesty that the voice oh. of the NFL is not in the Hall of Fame... And I give them credit. They responded to me, and they put him in the Hall of Fame. You know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to. I'm going to. You should be. No, I'm serious. I would do that. I would do that. You should be in the pro. You. You were the first pregame show, Brent. You've been. Uh, now I'm pissed off. You know that you're not in the Hall of Fame. Okay, it's but I'll, you know, nice. let me work on that. Let me work on Thank that. You. you should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Contributions yeah. to the game. You yeah. should be. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. 
Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Searching for a job can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, nobody's on the other end, applications that vanish. It's time to find a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals, the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge a fee when they help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com, find the office nearest you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with the help of Express Employment Professionals. And Express helps you find all kinds of jobs, manufacturing to logistics, customer service, accounting, and so many more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application, Express Employment Professionals will have you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier. Let the professionals help at Express Pros. Express Employment Professionals, it's your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today, and good luck. My thanks again to Fountain Blue Hotel. Beautiful place, and they've given us the entire pool deck here. Uh, an embarrassment of riches here that we have. All right, next up is uh, our longtime friend and uh, the NFL and CBS lead play-by-play voice calling the Super Bowl here, longtime host of the Masters, and uh, hosted March Madness for a long, long time as well. Coming up Sunday at 1 Eastern on CBS and Paramount+, Plus, CBS Sports will present your Looking Live, the show, uh, the show that changed sports television forever. Brent Musburger, Jim Nance, Greg Gumbel, James Brown share their memories of hosting that show. We bring in the great Jim Nance. Hello, friends. Always great to see you. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Looking good. Thank you. Yeah, looking good. Yeah. Do you, do you have a tan for the Super Bowl? I don't think so. No, you look like you, you know, you got a tan going on there. I don't think so, big guy. All right, great to see no, you. No, I was in Pebble last week. All we had was rain. Yeah, that's true. Baltimore before that, and oh, that's right. two weeks in Buffalo <laughs> and a blizzard. So maybe it's wind, a wind burn that you I was have there. Sitting by one of these uh, heaters, heaters. So that may have been it. Uh, you have this show coming up this Sunday, and it's it's really celebrating, you know, CBS Sports, CBS, you know, the NFL show on CBS. Why is Brent Musburger not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Well, I was listening to you this morning, and I could not believe it when you were able to figure that out, crack yeah. the code. It's, I mean, I have so many people that I've advocated for through the years, players and coaches, like Hank Stram, my longtime partner. He didn't get the honor until, sadly... He was already deep in the throes of Alzheimer's, and I went to attend hmm. uh, his induction. I had been leading a writing campaign to try to get Hank in. And there have been other cases, but like Brent's omission, it's, it's stunning. I had no idea. I'm in. You're, or you're in, right? No, no. Okay, we're going to do that next. No, 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 Brent. no, no, no. Okay. Get Brent in. Get I, Brent in. I would give my place in Canton. I would. I'm going to write. I heard you say Wait, you're you going to write. you give it to Brent or me? Um... <laughs> Flip a coin? No, no, give it to Brent. No, I definitely Absolutely. want to give it to Brent. Yeah, I love Brent. Brent. I admire him so much. Now, this is the Pete Roselle Award for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I was going to say the Pete Rose Award. No, yeah, no, no. Pete Roselle <laughs> Award. Uh, it is. And that is what gets you in the Hall of Fame from our industry. Yeah. And it's a great honor. And I went in in 2011. And all this time, I've been thinking Brent had to be one of the Charter yeah, guys in there. John Facenda wasn't in. Wow. I took up the campaign and wrote the letter, and I said, this is embarrassing. The voice of the NFL the is... Frozen Tundra. Yes. Yeah. And they put him into the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Look, this show that's going to be on Sunday, you are looking live, you just promoted it, is going to really showcase for people how much that impacted the NFL, the popularity of it. And Brent was the guy. I mean, he was the ringleader I had this uh, special thing on Monday night. I had dinner with Brent you know, coming into Vegas, and I have a checklist of things I want to do. Most of it's already allotted to meeting with teams and production meetings, but I really wanted more than anything. I wanted to sit down and have dinner with Brent, and we had that occasion Monday night. It meant the world to me um, to be able to just 
sit back and be regaled for three hours by Brent and we worked together for a long time. I was his understudy on a lot of different properties and I traveled with his crew say on college basketball I was host and he was sitting courtside with Billy Packer before I succeeded him there or the Masters or whatever it might be college football and I watched him and I idolized him and I really could not even muster up enough courage to to be able to bang out a complete sentence a cogent thought I was tongue-tied <laughs> I really was and I, that's when I was 26 and I got hired in yeah. 1985 so now I'm 64 and I figured, you know, it's about time I get over this. <laughs> so nervously, I called him. I was scared to death to punch in the phone number. So he answered, hello, Jimmy. And I said, hey, Brent, uh, Mr. Musburger, um, can we have dinner? And said, sure. So it, it all came together. And I'm happy to say, I don't know whether it's after one cocktail or just maybe I just felt comfortable enough after all these years, I was able to have a like a real conversation with a friend and a mentor. But did you, okay, when he got fired or let go by CBS, then you took in, took over, that was at the Final Four in, in Denver. Denver. Uh, it was April 2nd, 1990. I was the host, so when, uh, when I was with him the night that CBS parted ways with him, Brent and Billy and I had to go do something for CBS sales. We came back to the hotel and they told him it was over. I was not in that meeting when they told him that. But I rode to the game with his brother, Todd, who I still admire deeply. And when he said his goodbye on the air, it was the famous, I've had the greatest seat in the house. He threw it back to me. And now I'm, I'm still in my 20s. Here's Brent Musburger, who I worshipped as a kid. And I've got to sum it up, say, on behalf of the network, how much we appreciate him. And that was I was mortified by how I was going to handle it. I had to ad-lib it off account to the end of the show. UNLV, by the way, had just won the national championship that night and uh, had beaten Duke by 30, but we all wanted to see how the farewell was going to take place. Can I tell you the first place I kind of met him? Sure. I met him at the 1983 Final Four. He was hosting then. Gary Bender was calling the games with, with Billy Packer. So that's Albuquerque? It's Albuquerque, and it's Houston, yeah. my alma mater, oh. against NC State. And the Houston basketball program was my gateway into the industry. Still to this day with Kelvin, Sampson, I love the team. That's my team. But back then, Guy Lewis was great to me. I hosted his show. And anyway, I got to Albuquerque. I rode in to the pit on the team bus. And I didn't sit on the bench, but I found a place to sit. And when I walked into the arena, well before broadcast time, game time, I saw the CBS set. And Brent was up there rehearsing the elements of the show. So I went over and took the seat right up against, I mean, closer than we're sitting together right now. And I'm, I, he was on a platform, a riser, so he's above me. But his shoes were right here. I, would have, I could have shined his shoes. <laughs> and I would have. You I really would have. But I watched him do, all right, everybody, welcome to the national championship game. And I watched him, and I was riveted, and I was awed that I was in his universe. And... Um, yeah, I even then, honestly, it's the first time I saw him, but I didn't have the courage. I was the only person there. He probably was thinking, why is this kid, like, in my space? And I, I probably, looking back, should have said, Mr. Musburger, I just want to say hello. But three years later, I was sitting in that chair, and now he's calling the games. And I'm the host, and I'm sitting on that riser. And it all happened lightning fast. He's uh, Jim Nance, NFL on CBS, the lead play-by-play voice, calling the Super Bowl. I'm curious when you get in these production meetings and oh. when, wait a minute, you're turning away. Like, Well, I don't like having my back to my guys here. You know, it's, okay. by the way, I saw Fritzy on uh, Las Vegas Boulevard last night. He was face planted on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> Very flexy. Uh, <laughs> Again. I try to help. You remember this, don't you? <laughs> I, 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 no comment, Mr. Nance. You know, somebody was there handing out cards. You had a whole fistful of them in your hands. And you're down this face planted on the sidewalk and upset. Are you okay? You had a little cut on your forehead. Yeah, cut on his yeah. leg as well. Yeah, yeah we, we, we saw them. All right, so the production meeting. Yes. How much say do you have in how often you're going to show Taylor Swift? Zero. I react. I don't tell Mike Arnold, our director, how to do his job. But how often, like, how much is too much and how much is not enough, in your opinion? 
it's for, all for Super Bowl. Listen, it's all about instincts. The way I call it, the way he directs it, Mike. It's all. It's got to be a feel thing. You know, Kelsey makes a big play. He's going to cut to her for a second or two. That doesn't mean it needs commentary with yeah. that shot. It just kind of blends in with the replay and a crowd, another crowd shot. But I've never said on the cough switch, hey, give me a shot of, of Taylor right now. And there's been this uproar about how much we're showing her, and I don't get it. I mean, at the AFC Championship game, Travis had a huge part in her win, and they cut to her a number of times, but in the end, someone did this study on it. It was 44 seconds is how long she was on our three-hour and 15-minute broadcast. So I, he has great judgment, our, our director. And so does Jim Rickoff, of course, our producer. They'll figure it out. There's not a single word said about, we're going to show her here, here, and here. And I probably, 99% of the time, because I've had eight games with her present, I don't even reference the fact, well, there's Taylor. Tony's had a few times where he's, he's jokingly said, well, there's his wife. I know. <laughs> so I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> yeah, you know something we don't know, but it's it's all part of the shtick. Okay, we've been doing this uh, the last couple of weeks here. It's an homage here. Are you ready for this? Do you know what's happening here? No. I okay, I'm going to yeah. play you. You've you've had the sound alike contest. Yes, I have. Years. You didn't. One year you didn't win the Jim Nance sound alike contest. <laughs> you finished second in the Jim Nance sound alike contest. You know, there's AI out there. Now. <laughs> yes, there. And yes, there's there is. a lot of that stuff going on out there with um, sound alike. So go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to play you. Seton is going to play Tony. Okay. I have heard. I've, a, a time or two, <laughs> Seaton doing his thing. But okay, okay let's here we go. Here we this. go. Here we go. All right, all right. Here we go. Coming up after the game, sixty minutes, except on the West Coast. Also, a new episode of The Equalizer and Young Sheldon. Now back to the game. Third and eight, Tony. What do you expect to happen here? Well, I don't know, no, no, Jim. I mean, you got to look at McCaffrey here. Do you go to Kittle? Uh, don't forget about Purdy's legs. I mean, what would you do, Jim? <laughs> so, what do you think? I felt like I was in the booth for a minute. There. It really felt authentic. Tony. Tony. That's so great. Well, I have so much fun sitting with Tony at a game, or standing most of the time. It, it is, it, it's just nothing quite like it. But I, I mentioned this, that you make it look easy because you're great at what you do. When Tony gives you something and it sort of hangs there, you kind of have to, you have to either acknowledge, grab it, bring it back to the game, or just go back to the game. Depends on where they are with the snap. And it's not yeah. that easy because time-wise, and this is what you know, Tom Brady's going to have to learn, that you may know more football than anybody. Can you say it in 20 seconds or 15 right. seconds? Or somebody says, hey, you got 12 seconds. They're counting down, or they may say, get it back to Jim, and you've got to get it back and go third and eight. Yeah. You know? And that, it's not easy to do that. No, the transition lines are segues are really key in anything we do in this industry. What are some that you Well, the one I remember on. when you just said this, we were calling Kansas City hosting Buffalo on December 10th. Buffalo came into the game 6-6. Six and six. They had to win the game. They were three games down to the Dolphins. And this is mid-December. And we're counting. I'm being counted off the air. And I'm like, 20 seconds. So on behalf of Tony and Tracy... Now, once again, this is how it sounds in Jim's ear. I'll be the producer yeah. or director okay. going, all right, ready? All right, Jimmy, you got uh, 20... Then I'm gonna. I'm gonna. So go 60 to, minutes is coming 18, up next. What a win 18, tonight for 18, the Buffalo Bills 16, for Tony and all the crew. 15, Jim, 14, Jim, you know what? 13, the Bills could still 12, be the winners 11, of the AFC East. 10, well, Tony, I'm gonna tell you, a lot would have to happen 7, for that to occur. 6, the Dolphins will really have to fail. Four, we'll see you three, next week. You've been two, watching the NFL one. on CBS. Let's go! Let's go! That's, that was the two-way conversation uh, and the third conversation <laughs> in my ear. That, that, and that really happened. That's he, he what happened. this scenario, <laughs> a Romo Stradamos moment, which I'm happy to have been the one to tag them with that, that title. 
but he brought it up with about 12 seconds to go going off the air after this monster win by the Bills that they could still win the division. So you, there are a lot of layers to how you would answer that and get off and hit zero. Now, is he told 12 seconds or is he just... No, he hears it. Oh, he hears it. <laughs> and you're going, okay, i got to do the math here. Okay, it's 12... Yeah, 11, it's all coming 10, down. Grab it, and grab it, or your director I had say, tag grab it, it. I couldn't let it. that just be yeah. out there. They could not start a new count because in New York, at the broadcast center, the CBS broadcast center, they're going to roll a series of commercials that lead up to 60 minutes on that Except count. on the West Coast. Except on the West Coast. West Coast. Uh, are you nervous? Sitting here with you? No, no, no. no. Well, I mean, yeah, I am with kind me. of right now with okay. you guys. I love being on your but, show. But light, right before the kickoff. I won't be as nervous as uh, I was when I said goodbye to Brent on, on the air. I was young then and didn't have the wealth of experience I have now. You know, I'll lean on the fact that I have been a part now of nine Super Bowl broadcasts. And, you know, I've, I've been there. I'm not taking it for granted ever. I'm filled with gratitude. It's more emotional for me that I'm doing this than it is nervousness. There's the excitement that you're about to go on this journey, and it's all improvisational speaking. You're reacting to what you see. There's nothing scripted. Um, so you're about to go on this new frontier, embark, and I'm just grateful. You know, I It's hard this much time being in a city leading up to it and and the game i'm ready for it to take place right now without a note or a spotting board in front of me yeah. if they broke broke out and played a game here at the fountain blue I'm, I'm ready to go but i'm appreciative more than anything i am i i will have some things that calm me a little bit you know i'll bring people liquor yeah no <laughs> no i mean no 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 i'll no have liquor. no no I'll have inside, and I was going to you know, say that you, you know me, we know each other really well, so this, this sounds like something I would do. But on my inside of my CBS Blazer, where you have the eye patch yeah. here, you know, we all have a little pocket yeah. inside. Yeah. So I will have a baseball card of Jack Whitaker, who was a great friend of mine, and I delivered his eulogy when he passed. He called Super Bowl One. I'll have Mr. Whitaker oh. right there. I'll have a sobriety coin that was given to me by Pat Summerall, who I was also an understudy for. And Pat called more Super Bowls than anyone in history. In the last 20 years of his life, he tried to help a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, and he was on the board at Betty Ford. And I know what that represented to him. And it was his 20-year coin, I believe. And Jerry, his, his widow, gave it to me. And Pat was an idol. And I want Pat to be represented at the Super Bowl. So he's there. And then I have a picture that I brought of my mom. It's the first time I call Super Bowl without either one of my parents being alive. You know, I know I'm not not young, but uh, it still hurts. And I, I want I want her to be there right up against my heart. And I'll have a tie on. I guess I'm not supposed to say which tie I'm wearing because I know there are odds oh, there are which color I'm going to wear. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but um, those who know me. Um, and have seen a certain tie that I wear at a lot of big events. Mm. It's called a forget-me-not tie. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to forget my dad, who battled Alzheimer's. So it's a tie that has raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for the Nance National Alzheimer's Center in Houston. This name for my dad. And I will have that tie on. So I'll have all those things represented. And when I think about they're here, here, all over me, I'm calm. Would you like a picture of me to maybe put in the blazer <laughs> yeah. as well? If you have one, I'd take it. I, I'm serious. If you have one, I will have it there. I will. Because you're a great friend. All right. And and I have to say, because I haven't been on in a while, I get asked about <laughs> when you're going back on Dan's show. I love you on Dan's show. So it's always been an honor. You have an open invite. Thank you. Send me a card. Uh, Jim Nance. I'll take a picture of that being inside of my okay. breast pocket. I'm going to see if I can have somebody give you a picture and you can put you it know, there. Something we can fit. You yeah. Know? 
Not an 8 by 10 I was 10. thinking of a large, okay, yeah. so not a larger one. Yes, Paul. I was going to say, we have 8 by 10 glosses, Mr. Nance. I don't know if they're going to fit in your breast pocket. He's calling the Super Bowl again, but uh, you are looking live. The show that changed sports television forever. That'll be Sunday at 1 Eastern I'm a part of that. on CBS. It's a big show. So uh, thanks for joining us Let's again. Let's get Brent in the Hall of Fame. Right, we will. That's good. Yes, we'll sir. do it together. All right, we'll close up shop here Thank at the you. Fountain Blue after this. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you have a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. This past weekend for Mother's Day, I'm treating my wife while grilling. I'm treating myself with a Miller Lite. Miller Lite, it just tastes right. Whether it's barbecue season or just celebrating a regular day with burgers and dogs, with a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 